That's right, welcome to the PGM everybody. Hope everyone's well, been out there sensibly enjoying the sunshine. Uh, good news that the Premier League's coming back, so everyone pat yourselves on the back because we made it this far without football and uh, I think we've done very, very well. This week we've got Elliot Horn. He wears the number 8 shirt for PGM and this is Welcome to the PGM episode 8. Hello Elliot, thanks for joining me mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Excellent, thanks. Not too bad at all. So, uh, talk to me about lockdown life for you at the moment. What you've been doing to keep yourself busy? Lockdown life? To be fair, I think I finished, my last day was on the 9th of March or something like that. First couple of weeks were a little bit hard just to adjust to. It's, uh, you think you can think have quite a lot of time on your hands, but like Delilah's one and a half now. Just a little nice. bit more than that. So trying to occupy, uh, trying to occupy her was uh, quite interesting. <laughs> Do you see it as a bit of a positive though that you've been able to spend time at home where yeah. probably wouldn't have been able to? Because um, as last year I was uh, working away quite a little bit. I was in Isle of Wight for three months, Monday to Friday. Oh yeah. So I miss. I didn't see her that much for them couple of months, and then I was doing sort of day a couple of days here and a couple of days there. Wasn't as bad last year because she couldn't really. She went walking. She won't really like communicate much. Uh, so this this year she's uh, full pelt everywhere, running, picking up everything. <laughs> like we've got a new uh, drawing on the wall today. Is it any good? Nah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what have you been doing? You've been just sort of binging yeah, stuff. Yeah, for a little bit. Getting to sort of to adjust, and then I got into quite a nice routine. So, um, started up the old running with uh, John Carr, gave me a little bit of inspiration. Yeah. I knew I had to do something, I couldn't, like, I'm pretty much on my feet all day in my job, I couldn't just sit about. Just a lot of keeps me busy. It's indeed saying a little bit of alone time just to like sort of stimulate yourself. Mm. So, I got into a nice little routine, I was going for a run. Bought myself a bike, luckily, in the first couple of weeks of lockdown, so I knew they all sort of sold out after that. Yeah, that's good thinking. So I was sort of doing running one day, bike ride the next, and then like a, a skipping core workout the next day, giving my legs a little bit of a rest, and then kind of rotating it like that. That's good. So you're feeling the benefits? Yeah. I mean, first couple were very hard, and it has been hot, which don't really help. I like to think I'm fairly fit anyway, but it's definitely, definitely helped. I mean, not playing football a week, um, like I say, when I was away and we was playing in six aside, but I weren't playing for them sort of like 12 weeks and coming back was, was horrible. Yeah, it's the same with, um, you know, lots, lots of the players we've got here who haven't played for such a long time. And then when the season started last year, everyone was like, fucking hell, I forgot. This is actually yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's very different getting getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, there's muscles you forget that you've that you use. You know, I went and had yeah. a little kickabout in the garden and with Scott and that, and I like pulled on my shoulders and like yeah. under my armpits and everything was really hurting. And it's where I was like stretching, doing like Zlatan touches, jumping up in the air. <laughs> but I pulled so many muscles I couldn't couldn't move for about two days. Fuck yeah, it. does get you, especially like around your knees as well sometimes. Sometimes my left knee is a bit dodgy when I have done nothing. Just little bits of like little turns and you don't normally do, obviously, when you're walking. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. 
Barcelona, mate. Football. Uh, we've heard the good news that it, well, it's actually terrible news if you ask me that the Premier League's coming back because I really didn't want Liverpool to win it. Like yeah. honestly, I'd rather football not come back. Anyone that's not a Liverpool fan, I probably agree with you. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. So I'd rather it not come back, but it is, which is which it is, is a good thing. It is a good thing. I mean, I see they were doing, talking about scheduling the matches, so we'll be able to pretty much watch nearly every single game. That'd be wicked. Which would be, uh, yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah, that would be well good. So, um, started playing football at a very young age, is that right? Uh, probably about six, I'd say. And you're a Chelsea fan as well, so has that always been the case? Chelsea fan, yeah. Uh, mainly because of my dad. Not too long ago, though, I found out before I was born, probably a couple of years before I was born, he was a Liverpool fan, as it goes. No way. Because his mum, his mum was a Liverpool fan. He was a Liverpool fan for, I didn't actually find out until about four or five years ago and I was quite actually disgusted in him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really disappointing. You think you know someone. <laughs> yeah. It was before I was born. He, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you played football locally? Yeah. Uh, what did I start? Went to a few little clubs about. I start, I'm pretty sure I started at Burnham Juniors. Like most people from around where we are, uh, yeah. massive, massive club with about three or four teams each each age range, which is really good. Uh, and then when I went to uh, Stoke Poges, Stoke Poges for a couple of years. Not too sure why I did that, to be honest. There's a we're quite a little. There's a we had a German kid called Nico. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He didn't speak very much English. It was, I always remember it was freezing, a freezing cold day. We were training at um, Farnham Park and uh, he had his grey joggers on and he was like, he loved the tackle, to be fair to him. And uh, he was running around with like a big old patch on his bum and we called him Patch Bum. We was only about nine or ten. <laughs> Looking back on that, it's probably quite horrible. We called, him patch bum for, we called him Patch Bum for about two or three years. <laughs> uh, so I played there till I was about 11 I think um, then moved on to Burnham Upper School um, the first year there I was still playing for Stoke Boys and then I think the end of year 7 I think they started up the football team at the school and uh went down to the I think they had like a training I don't think it was really a training session it was kind of like just to see who was interested and we had a few players in there I think you know, uh, I'll probably say Barlow was definitely in there uh, Jay Jamie Morris uh, we had a couple of good players actually we had, not, we had not a bad team we had a good keeper Sharif Johnson he was decent um, I can't think of any too many other players but then yeah from there I started sort of when I went up to year seven, I was with uh, most of my friends from primary school, as most people do, sort of working through the year. Uh, got got to know Jay, uh, Jamie, Reese, uh, Jordan Harris. That was our sort of like little friendship group towards the end of year seven. Yeah. And then, so we were just playing for the um, f- school football team. And I think um, Reese. Jamie, or maybe not Reese, definitely Jamie and TJ 
they used to play for Phoenix, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Reese did a little bit, I remember. The yeah, yeah so the that, red and black stripes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I remember those, yeah. Yeah, so we, I think the year after that is when we started playing for uh, Burnham Reds, as a few of the boys have mentioned already, uh, for a good couple of seasons, to be fair. It's our feeder club, yeah. Yeah, it was a feeder club. I remember, I'll never forget it. We thought we was well good. We had like two games against Tetlow Colts. I think the first one was like 13 1. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, boys, we we're steamrolling this. I think I scored like four. Scott scored five. He nicked one off the lineup for me. And then the next game, we played him again and we won like 8 8 0 or 8 1 again. And then, uh, unfortunately, after that, our form dipped a little bit. Uh, that's what happens. Blew your beans, didn't you, in the first couple of matches? This is what it is. What uh, so, yeah, we carried on going through. We played for there for a few years. Um, as Glenn mentioned, I think it was Glenn. We went to, uh, yeah, it was Glenn. Burnham Juniors between uh, Andy Morris and Jeff Jeffries for a couple of years. We was there. I think we was playing under 18s. Most, some of us were 17, some of us were 18. What was um, Andy like as a manager? Oh, it's top quality. Presence is, uh, if you know Andy, you'll know he's, his presence is quite hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, emotion, not emotional. You, you, can, you can tell what he's thinking. He, he won't hold back. He'll tell you if he does something stupid. Yeah, very passionate. I remember yeah, seeing him punching the ground yeah. numerous times. A fair, fair few times. <laughs> very animated. animated was the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, it was decent. Like we was all quite a cl- we all us boys. We was uh, very quite close together as friends. We was always out playing football down the pit, manhunt every single day after school, all the summer holidays. So it's quite nice. All the boys together. And one of the couple of the dads leading it, and then we sort of come to the age where there's no more leads. Bang straight to men's football. Yeah. Harsh reality. Reality, indeed. <laughs> yeah, you know. Did you go straight into men's football? I went straight in, yeah. Uh, I played with my dad. Bless him. He waited for so long to try and play with me. He was 50 this year. So when I was 18, so eight years ago, he would, he would have been 42. He held out for a long time. He did. Way past, way past his prime. <laughs> Yeah, we was, he was playing for Charvey at the time. So I went down there. Very interesting, but uh, I know you know my dad, but not many of the boys do from sort of out of area. He's a, a big old lump. So I didn't really feel that, like, not scared, but sometimes I could imagine some people sort of stepping up and not knowing many people in the team. It could be quite intimidating sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like Saturday League, you come up with some get some big old boys but I never really felt that and I was quite lucky to be fair uh, there's a fair few times where someone would leave a foot in on me and then I'd be like yeah so I don't worry about it and then a couple of couple of minutes later yeah he'd be trying to go past my dad and uh, a long arm would come out and drag him down <laughs> just see a fair few things watching him play because I used to go and watch him I don't know near, near enough every Saturday from I was about seven Till I was about eleven or twelve, and then mm. I probably had a couple of years off, sort of doing my own thing on the Saturday, going out, 
and then went sort of back to watching him about 15, 16. And he was awful. He was so dirty. And I'd hate to play against him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have liked to have played against your dad. See him, in a, see him play centre-back for Charlie a couple of times. Yeah. And there were some nasty tackles. Yeah. <laughs> he was all right. A bit back in the day, he weren't as big as he was sort of towards the end of his playing career. He was all right. He had a bit of pace. He was a saving grace. He could read the game pretty well. Yeah. So that's how he sort of managed to stay on playing until he was 42. Can't, can't substitute for experience, can you? Like playing a game that long, you you will. You read it very well. And you can play even longer. I think he played for... I think we played together for two years. And then on the halfway through the first season, his knee was always a little bit dodgy. And he finally gave away and he, he didn't even want to stop. He's, he's played in goal for the, the remainder of that season, I think. Oh, really? He just carried on. Try to take a goal kick. It was a nightmare. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, couldn't kick it like past the 18 yard box. Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. Good on him for sticking it out for the team, though. And going in goal, yeah. especially. No one wants to go in goal. Can't go around the dressing room. Getting changed before the match. Uh, what about... So you wear the number eight shirt, didn't you? Have you always wore that? And how long have you worn it? Uh, since, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first season at Charvey, the first or second season, I just uh, I was playing set mid. And I uh, just wore it from then uh, in honour of uh, Frank Lampard, really. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Was he always your favourite then as a kid? Well, yeah, definitely. He's sort of like he weren't ever the quickest. He was more sort of show, about showing his technique, his little bit of class on the ball, slaying the game down a little bit, which is kind of what I try to do to the best of my ability. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't the quickest player, but sometimes you don't. Well, a lot of the time you don't need to be. No, that's right. Everything he did was was top draw, so he didn't have to be the quickest on the pitch. Yeah, I like. I always liked Lampard. I, I preferred him to Gerrard, which was always a little bit controversial. But I always yeah. liked. Him. It's very controversial, but it is what it is. Some people prefer you. Like <laughs> You'd probably agree. Um, so yeah, you played for Charlie, and then uh, you. you um, sorry, cat and dog are fighting. Did you play for the Britwell team as well? Uh, yeah, I was at uh, Charlie for three years, I think. It's quite funny as it goes. I was at my um, presentation even for Charlie, and uh, I mean, I knew Baker. Baker was running Britwell, and I knew him from around the area for a couple of years. And he'd been running Britwell that year, and they had their presentation, the presentation the same evening. And like, I'd, I'd a, I had a few little mates at Charlie, but not like actual, like, they're like just through football. And then there was quite a few of my mates playing for Britwell, so they said, yeah, come down and have a little, come down for the presentation night. So we went out, I think we went to Reading, and uh, Baker got the uh, contract out. <laughs> You're writing a napkin, like the fucking... Yeah, yeah like recently. <laughs> so yeah, well, oh, I think we won, won Div 2, I think, the first year. We come runners up. Div one the year after that, but there was a few controversial decisions in that. Oh, as in Saturday league, yeah. Um, I think we was there for another year after that. We went to. I'm not too sure if it was the year after that. We went. A few of the boys, 
the Hollyport manager, they sort of got along with him and uh, Craig Gardner. So they sorted out to Hollyport Reserves. We played for a little bit, which was in the Hellenic Div 2. Oh, wow. It was quite, um, it was an eye opener, really. Yeah. Good teams. Oh, we didn't do too bad. I think well, we would finish, let's say, 8 out of 12. Not, not brilliant, but we weren't like, we was turned up to the first team training, like they had the cones out, like shuttle runs, no balls about. We was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, that's a high level. Straight from Britwell, it's the chicken ranch. <laughs> I was <laughs> coming up to the summer ladies in Maidenhead. Uh, so we done that for a year, but it was quite good though, going around to a few different, few different grounds, travelling a bit further afield. Yeah, I bet that's a good experience. So glad we done it. To be fair, what was um, what was the first football shirt you got? First football shirt. Can you remember? Uh, I think it was a grey or the yellow Chelsea the Chelsea away I think it was a yellow Chelsea away one uh, the yellow and blue yeah I think that was the first one I had that's funny I had the grey man new one you know the horrible yeah I remember the grey one it was a like grey and kind of had a bit of orange on it as yeah. well it was weird yeah I remember that that was that was a long time ago that was oh yeah uh, late 90s maybe yeah, that'd have probably been about the time. And where were you when they won the Champions League? Can you remember? I, was, I knew he was going to ask this question. I was thinking about it earlier. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was at yours with Graham. Oh, really? Oh, you might have been. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I was trying to think about it earlier on today, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I was at yours watching it with Graham. We were mad when we won. Oh, maybe you were, yeah. Well, I can't sure. remember at all. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think about it. We'll have to do some fact-checking. I'll, I'll find out. Definitely. Do some digging, check the cameras. Yeah, check the CCTV. That was good, though. What a night, I can imagine. What a night. Especially after old JT. Yeah. Yeah, I was at home watching that. I remember that. I took my shirt off. I chucked it at the wall. <laughs> so I can just pretty much stormed upstairs. I went straight to bed, I think. <laughs> uh, it was mental man like obviously when I can't remember who missed our penalty but it was done wasn't it JT was going to score and it was like fuck that's it and for a long time afterwards like a good couple of years whenever I saw Van der Sar save that Anelka penalty I got like a little bit choked up like what a moment yeah. such a great great moment absolutely good the highs and lows of football that's it mate we experienced some of those as well, which brings me to my my next uh, <laughs> talking point, which is PGM. So yeah. you played in the six aside, which was good fun. Six um, aside, yeah. For a while, yeah. I think I was I was looking through my camera roll today. I think Glenn mentioned about ABC yeah. to UFC. Uh, I was actually scrolling through my phone, and I think the first one of the first games we played there was in uh, late September in two thousand and twelve. Wow. That was eight years ago. Yeah, shit. So that was, yeah, farewell. Farewell, we've been doing Monday nights. PGM. That was, yeah, that was PGM. And then we obviously moved out down to Burner Grammar with much of the same boys, but under a different new era. Where was the first one then? The first one was Burner Upper. Ah, oh, was it? They had, uh, five, they had five-a-side pitches there. Oh, okay. 
So then we moved over and Scott got involved in it, sort of uh, went in a new direction. Yeah, so you went to Grammar and what was that, one year there? And then Braywick? Uh, okay, yeah, maybe maybe two. I think we had it because obviously the season's not as long as the season is in normal level aside. Oh, yeah, of course. We had three, three seasons there. And like Glenn said, if, if we, we actually, I think the first two seasons, we lost on goal difference. But because they'd done two points for a win and one point for a draw, if they'd done three points for a win, we'd have won the league oh. both years, which was a really stupid rule. And then the third year happened again, or we lost by one point. And then I thought, we, we thought now we have, we've had enough of this. Yeah. And I think a few sort of, a few teams dropped out. So then uh, we went on the search, went on the hunt and uh, found Braywick. Yeah, they had about a year or six months out, didn't they? And then uh, went to Maidenhead, played in Braywick. And um, Braywick was good, although it was annoying because lots of teams dropped out, didn't they? So the table was kind of all over the place with points because so many teams quit. Quite a while as well, it was a bit dodgy like that. You'd have like, there was like eight teams in the the other side and then you had like start off with about 10 teams our side and then you come to like five in about six, seven weeks into the season. Yeah, some of them were. A couple of teams were quite good, weren't they? But decent, yeah. A few, a few teams were decent down there. Most of them were, were dog shit, though. To be fair, there's a team called Crime Scene Boys, wasn't there? Bar Bar just wiping our bums. They were probably our local rivals. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a little. It got a little bit feisty with them a couple of times, didn't it? Yeah, That's it like, we played them so many times as well. I think. Yeah, the, the Jamie Vardy fast geezer up top. We loved having a little bit of a row with Jay. Yeah. That was quite a good little battle. And I think that, and to be fair to them, I think we, we were better than them, but they always sort of turned up for the game against us. Yeah, they fancied it, didn't they? Yeah, they always they always gave us a good game. Yeah, I remember, because I used to do the scores as well. I mean, it was always quite high scoring, like five fours, stuff yeah. like that. Was some decent games against them boys. So then, the dream became a reality. Else, um, was talked about for a long time. It was talked about for a good, good couple of years. Oh, yeah. what, we just do this. Just get someone to do the paperwork. Just get someone to do the finances, and then it all sort of just clicked into place. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. So, because I, I know it was a little bit of a pipe dream um, back in the day mentioned it a couple of times but I don't I never thought about it seriously until the last year of six aside yeah had you been up for an 11 aside team with everyone for quite a long time yeah I'd have loved to have gone I mean oh like I was I've played from since I was six like I said earlier so the thing for me was if it was going to be a Saturday or a Sunday because uh, obviously I know Baker's with us now. We we got Hennessy from them boys, but it was a sort of two different friendship groups. Mm. So I was kind of like, yeah, Scott, if you start up on Sunday, then 100% I'll play. If it's a Saturday, I probably will play, but you know, I mean, I'm not too sure what the crack is. Yeah. Uh, I think my last year, the last I I played, we played for Britain for a couple of years, and we played for the Swan and then Hollypool, whatever, and then I went back to Charvi for a couple of years 
So I sort of worked with my friendship group. I was with a couple of boys I knew quite well. And then, uh, so when it when the, the rumours started getting more and more, uh, it was a no-brainer, really. As soon as he said it, I was like, yes, 100%. I, yeah. won't, play, I won't play Saturdays. Now, like I say, Delilah's getting a little bit older as well. So I've got all day Saturday to take her out, do some stuff with her. And then uh, Sunday's for the lads. <laughs> that's good mate i'm glad i'm glad we did it i'm glad you're enjoying it um so you think uh because you've you've played for different teams and you've played with as you said you went charvy and there's a couple of people you knew but you know so many people here do you think it makes a massive difference not just in terms of being comfortable uh hanging out with people but on the pitch as well yeah massively um it can be hard at sometimes because like all of us are quite close pals. So sometimes if someone does something wrong, you kind of want to have a pop at them, but you probably do have a pop at them, but you think about it a little bit more. Whereas if it was someone like you just knew through football, you might be like straight on and bang, bang, bang. Yeah. But then on the other instance, you're with the boys all the time, every Sunday, having a good crack. Like someone's always bantering someone else. There's never a dull moment, really. I totally agree with you. And I think that's the one problem I've had is that I know all you lot personally. So yeah. if it comes down to like telling someone they've, they've done something wrong. I've, I have to choose my words carefully. Cause I think, you know, I don't want to really. Oh, it does. Even though like we're playing the game and. But yeah. You've got to be conscious sometimes. Well, I just think, you know, I don't want to drop someone from the team or, or whatever and then 10 years later go to their wedding and they're like oh I can remember you <laughs> drop me from the team but oh, through, his, oh, through the speech yeah four years ago on a Sunday <laughs> but I think uh, for us I, I genuinely think that for us to be successful next year we've got to change that we've got to be like we know we all like each other we know we're all friends but we also want the best out of each other. So uh, the more and more you listen to like professional footballers as well, you know, they'll rip the shit out of each other sometimes for making mistakes, but it's only because they know their mates better than that. You know, they know you're not trying your hardest or you're not concentrating as, as much. And sometimes you need to kick up the ass. And I think we need to be able to differentiate what's personal and what's don't use the word professional because it's not, but yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, I know you're talking about. what's for the, for the greater good of the team and what's uh, personal. There's a big yeah, difference. To be fair, I totally agree. It's sort of, it's kind of like, I know we've said before, some of the boys said before, we, we was in Div 4 and then we got, due to the pre-season, we got pushed up. Would have been nice to have that season so all the boys were together. We could have, would have had a lot better of a year in my opinion. Not yeah. that we'd had a bad year, but we'd have had a better year. And then we could have got that out of the way and we'd be in the position where we are now. Had them sort of teething problems and have been like, yeah, this time to be a little bit more straight to the point. We know what we want to do. And at the end of the day, like, we all, we're all close friends. So, like, if you get dropped one day, it could be anyone, me included. If, you, if I get dropped and we win, that's all that matters. For that, for that Sunday morning... As long as the team's doing well and we're winning, everything else after the game, you can crack on with and it just goes back to normal. But for that for that Sunday morning, everyone should have the team 
as their uh, priority. Yeah, it's different, isn't it? For those 90 minutes, at least, you're you're in a different reality where you're a footballer. And when you're a footballer, you care, you should care only about, one, you know, the rest of the team and winning, and two, trying your best when you get the chance to do it. Yeah, not of course. Personal battles or worrying whether or not you're out of the team for a particular reason. Um, and yeah. this isn't about any example from people last year. It's just, you know, sport yeah, in general, isn't it? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, uh, Yang... Obviously, he was injured early in the season. Alex saying right in the first game, them boys have been down probably over half the games in the season between them, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is great. Coming down to support, which is what he wanted. We just carry that on next yeah. season. I think to echo what you were saying, like the first year would have helped us a lot. But then I also think it could have hindered us a little bit, depending on how it went. Like yeah. I think this year was great because if I look at progress we made I think we got the group together with you know everyone's kind of bonded I think yeah. that's something that a team needs to do quickly yeah. Yeah. Before so you start talking about tactics and stuff yeah uh, we had the main core of PGM what six aside me Dan uh, Jay Reese, uh, Scott Kingham Snowden and then we sort of like brought a few of the Britwell boys in Baker Hennessy, and then we had like a few of the boys from school, Glenn and Barlow, and then a few boys from Reese's work in Mainland as well. So it was like all coming together, even though we sort of knew each other. It's like sort of on a different level when we're sort of playing together. Yeah, I think it's been really good. I think, uh, you know, people have bonded and made those those relationships, which is the first step. And then... The next thing is to get people to really love the team and care about the team. I think we've, you know, everybody does, um, which is, I mean, I, I haven't been involved in too many Sunday, Saturday league teams. I've been involved in a few when Reese and Scott are playing and helped out and yeah. stuff like that. But I've never seen people, I don't know, the PGM thing, it's kind of got a whole cult feeling about it, you know, it's not just yeah, the, like, the football team. Definitely. It's a, it's a big part. I mean, I know I keep saying it, but we've been friends for, for like we're like 15, 15 years. And there's still like, Cassim, I forgot to mention earlier, me, Cassim, Jay, there's like six or seven of us that have been friends. And you don't, to my knowledge, I don't know many people that have kept in contact that closely with that amount of friends. You might have like one or two that you got, you, you've known since school and you're really close mates with them. But we've got quite a, quite a big group. Yeah, yeah. I would say give it a few years, mate, until you're my age, then they all fuck off. They all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They all get it. But then again, you've all, got, you've all got married and got kids, and you're all still mates. So yeah. Got, yeah, Jay's married. Uh, that's all good, man. I think, yeah, we did that. We got the good feeling around the team. We got the effort down. I think every game, people were actually giving it their all every game. I don't think yeah. anyone was ever playing thinking, oh, fuck this. We weren't losing from lack of effort, I don't think. It was just... It's organisation, yeah. I think. Yeah, little bits and pieces, little little stupid little mistakes, little bit of just lack of concentration here and there, and it sort yeah. of was just always at the wrong time. And then we sort of went on a, a little bit of a is a wrong time in one game. Then it was a one little mistake in the other game. It was only like we was only losing by one goal, or even like we was throwing away a lead and drawing, mm. just through like one or two tiny mistakes, and we were being punished. 
we might in some days we might they might not have scored or we might have scored more, but it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I think we were unlucky in certain yeah definitely situations. And then uh, I also think though that this year is it's about being organised and having a, a tactic we stick to and a way of playing that we stick to because the yeah. first year a lot of it was about figuring that out. We we change tactics a lot and move people around a lot because you know there's not not nothing else you can do really. You you, you can't train during the week to well, see that's it out, see what works, who works well where, and we're playing alongside them. Yeah, it's not a thing. I don't envy. I don't envy you at all, to be honest. <laughs> nah, it's all right, man. I I enjoy it. And like I've said before, like doing this is I really enjoy it because I love football. Just being involved in the camaraderie of it coming down on a Sunday and stuff. I've never really played for a team, so I've not been involved in that. But then also the manager side of it, sometimes it is difficult because I don't want to like let people down. But I think yeah. I said in one of the other podcasts, like everyone knows me now. I am, I am nice. I don't want to piss anybody off, but then I am also competitive and I, and I yeah. want to win. So this year I'll be a little bit different to last year, but <laughs> I'm still not a cunt. So, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, I was very worried about rubbing people up the wrong way last season and, wanting people to come back but we're at a point now where everybody wants to play for PGM you know I know I know we've speaking of Scott we've got people lining up asking to play for us so it's a case of right let's do this properly now let's fucking try and win some stuff yeah you know got some youth youth coming through yeah <laughs> yeah got some uh, some little brothers that are, that are growing up well you're not so fucking little anymore nah so, um, Els, what about your first season? How do you think you did in your first year? Because you, you transitioned into centre-back for the last game, which one more thing, actually, the last game was different, wasn't it? Because we spoke yeah. before the game, and I felt like that was the kind of organisation I was talking about, where everyone was yeah. on the same page. It was, yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, centre-back is probably my strongest position. You don't like it, do you? Uh, I do. I, do, I don't dislike <laughs> it. I just prefer to play in the middle or slightly more attacking. Is that but, because you want to be on the ball more or is it because you want to score? That's not saying I want to score, but being on the ball more, sort of trying to affect affect the game. I know that you do that as a defender as well, but just being on the ball a little bit more. But like you said earlier, it's about sort of coming together next year, looking at little bits and pieces. It's no disrespect to the other boys. Like I say, Jay, top quality defender. Scott, top quality... Well, he, he was even CDM, wasn't he? When he sort of dropped back when Hennessy was injured. Yeah. It's just playing them playing them years. They stopped for a, they stopped for a few years playing. And it, you might not think it, and it's totally different to a, a six-a-side anyway. But be, being able to... Being able to keep on playing is sort of that's benefited me to be able just to talk a, like organise a little bit more sort of see things from different scenarios because I've had so many more over the last couple of years yeah that's good yeah experience is important and it's it's right because you can watch the games like me watching from the sidelines like I can't influence it too much but when you were in there in the centre back it was you know you were Talking to them like their own personal manager at the back. Yeah, I do and, like that uh, about yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do. Just gnaws everyone up. Yeah. 
At least if at least if they're listening to you, if you whatever you're saying, at least they're listening to you. Well, um, how many goals did you get in the end? You got a few, uh, didn't you? Three, I think I finished on. How many? Three, I think. Didn't you? You got two in one game. Yeah, two in one game. I might have been three in the league and a couple in the cup. I'm not too sure. Yeah, because there was two in the cup against Fat Turs, I think. Or was that ha- uh, Hazelmere? Mm, what the, it was a young team that folded shortly after. Oh, yeah, you didn't play against Fat Turds. No, no. Just, um, yeah, that was uh, Rivets, wasn't it? Yeah. If I, if I score, I score. I personally prefer to set up the goal. I, like, I don't know. Don't be wrong, everyone loves scoring. But for me, I'd prefer to be sort of just in a link-up play before. And it was good when Glenn was Glenn was getting on camera. You sort of see it a little bit more. All the boys sort of linking out. We play. I mean, we play some really good football. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's the thing. Footballing, footballing-wise, some of the football we play, especially like in that pre-season, in the first couple of games of the season, and then sort of towards the end of the season, it was quality. I think we could be such a good team if we get that anxiety out of us. You know, at the start of games where you can tell it's anxious, you can tell it's like rushed. And if we can just, you know, focus a bit more and and be consistent throughout games, we could play some really good football. And yeah. We're a really, so. really good team. But we were sometimes playing to other team strengths, which were our weaknesses, like chasing yeah. the ball. You know, we're playing long balls and chasing it, knackering ourselves out. Yeah, so I think we we can be such a good team technically because we're all such good technical players, but mm-hmm. that takes a lot of work, I think. Though, like that doesn't happen just straight away. Oh yeah, of course. Coming back to that, next year, the experience will tell in the next in the first couple of games when everything gets back to normal or as close as it's going to be for a little bit. Yeah, we can carry on sort of what we know we have and sort of fix a little few of the little tiny problems we had last year I reckon we're going to have a really good season yeah I think so I think you know when you look at the teams we played against I don't think many of them have got better individual players than us I really don't like, there's a few that are really good that we've come up against but yeah. looking at 11 v 11 I always think we've yeah. got the better players it's just the experience we've missed I think we lack. yeah just little yeah little bits and pieces like I say that will come though that, it will come so I just try, yeah, like you said earlier, we have a clear plan, not try and... It, we're going to go a couple of goals, goals down in the game. It's going to happen. Yeah. We've just got to learn to sort of react and how to react to sort of deal with it. That's right. There's so many little lessons in football. Um, you know, going behind, but also being in the lead as well, defending with the ball, stuff like that. We, we didn't really think about too much. Yeah, we were just sort of playing our game. We didn't sort of swap it up when we was two or three or one goal up. We were just sort of playing the way we were. We always play when sometimes you've got to be a little bit savvy about it and yeah. sort of put it out wider areas, hold on to the ball for a little bit longer. Yeah, try and slide Run the clock down, get the result. That's right, yeah, because I, I remember like on a few occasions I tried changing the shape to make it a little bit more defensive so we'd have an extra man in there or... Yeah. Or an extra man at the back or something, but the tempo was was difficult to change because, again, a lot of it was like it was the worry as well. Like, no one wants to be that person to make the mistake. 
Yeah. But, uh, but then again, that's going to happen to everyone one Still day. Like, we're not professional players. It's going to happen exactly. at least once every couple of weeks, if not more. <laughs> yeah. We can't yeah. change that. We've just got to learn to deal with it. Well, um, to sort of damage limitation it. Yeah. You're making a mistake if you're like in their half near the corner over the halfway line on the wing somewhere. It's all right. You're sort of a, in your own half, just caught slacking a little bit, having one too many touches on the ball. But it will come. It will, mate. PGM on the rise. So, yeah. PGM for life. Forced to rec- be reckoned with next year. <laughs> what, um, what were your favourite moments, if you could think of any particular moments that stand out from last season? I mean, pre-season was a good, was massive, I think. Yeah. Uh, we spoke about before, it was kind of like, not our Achilles heel, because we should we should be wanting to play. But I don't think we were quite ready to go steam blowing into Div 3. I'll say a few boys having a, year, a couple of years out, just being together. Like, you see it happen. We, I can't remember the, I can't remember who we played. But there was a team, but we were much, much better than them. But they'd been together for like six, seven years, and they know how to, they know how to deal and change their sort of their formation and scenario to deal with what we had. Mm. They sort of snuffed everything out. I can't remember the team, and they ended up winning. I think uh, was it Sea Green? Maybe the second time we played Sea Green, and oh, we possibly. drew. No, we lost that game. We were we, we lost. So yeah, that was it. Then two late goals. That was two. when it was that horrendous rain and it's hail yeah. and stuff. So the first, the first team we smashed them. First game we smashed them. Yeah, and sort of they, you could tell the difference in the second game. They sort of knew what we was going to be bringing, and they weren't bad enough. Nowhere near, but they no. set up in a way that they needed to to get the result. These are things we got to. We've got to learn. We've got, got to do ourselves. So well, you think uh, pre-season... A, good, a little bit of a good cup run. Yeah, we did, yeah. We had some good results. I remember old Sam Lettersand's Webster selling the geezer for a hot dog in Bracknell and then tucking it, <laughs> side-footing it straight into an empty net. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? What a moment. Yeah. Fact is. So you were there that game? Oh, so yeah, I was there. Fact is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I was sitting back on the... On the halfway line, there's about <laughs> people up front. Uh, it's good times. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that, man. It's, it's great when you win. So I've got a couple of uh, bizarre listeners' questions for you, mate. Oh, let's go. First one is regarding the biggest shit of your life, which apparently <laughs> took place in Poland. Is this right? Oh, it was... Uh... Jay Stagdu. Did it break the uh, Polish record? That's what I've heard. I don't know. Maybe I'll send it in. See if uh, see if they can size it up. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'd been on we'd been out obviously the day before just fucking getting pissed up. I think um, I can't remember what we'd have for dinner, but we were just eating shit, drinking loads. And uh, I, I went fucking hell. I said, boys, let's go to twerk with you. Come back out. I said, fuck me, Scott. Come and have a look. I know, it's just Scott probably who fucking asked you the question. <laughs> but Scott, fucking come and have a look at this. I couldn't believe it. I was gobsmacked. 
was like, fucking hell, how the hell did that come out of me? How far did you have to go to get him? Oh, to come in the next room. Oh. He, was like, he just left the doors open, though. Like, I think we had three rooms. <laughs> Two or three rooms. Just left the door open in between them. Uh, but yeah, it was massive. <laughs> well, all right, well done. That was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other one uh, is involving you throwing up on someone's hand and someone's asked if you can tell the story. Throwing up his oh, someone's hand? Yeah. I mean, how old was he? Was that your ass? Yeah, I remember this actually now. Oh, no, we must have been about 15. Something like that. So mm. he, was, he was quite young. Um, I don't know, we were just bollocks, you know, when you're like 15, you don't give a fuck, yeah, you think you're like untouchable. Back in, I think we were sitting down in the living room. And I can't fucking remember. I remember fucking waking up in like the bush outside a couple of hours later. <laughs> I was just sitting on the sofa. I think there's quite a few of us in the front room, to be fair. I think Rachel was sitting next to me. I think it was Rachel. <laughs> it was right. Boom, yat. Bless oh, her. She, she caught up with it for me. Oh, that's disgusting. I don't, really, I don't really remember much. To be fair. I remember waking up outside the bush under your under your front window. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing you out there. Yeah, I remember I just remember waking that. up there. Some dodgy questions from Jay as well. That was from Jay, 100%. It might have been. It might have been from Jay. Some dodgy questions. <laughs> I remember that. That was really funny, actually. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast, mate. I only got a couple of questions, and they were they were both pretty disgusting, really. Tucked me up, right? Tucked me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad you enjoyed this season, mate. And I really hope we can get out soon and do something. We'll uh, try and plan some kind of training. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, Lou.